Hi, everyone. It's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Humans love stories. It's how we learn and grow. It's how we relate to each other. It's how we pass information from generation to generation. And it's how we explore without having to experience something directly ourselves. The stories we tell ourselves are often not generated by us personally. And the stories that we choose to believe as ours very much influence how we perceive and experience our reality. Today, we're going to be talking about the power of story from spirit level, how to separate our essence from the stories that we tell ourselves, and how to use story to accelerate us forward. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to help us to begin to remove the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's get started. Dennis? Stories. Karen, I love stories. You know, with my Irish background, I love to tell them, I love to hear them, and... um... What are your thoughts about that? About stories generally? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just love stories. Yeah. Well, everyone loves stories. It's how we learn. It's how we relate to each other. And it's the fastest way to establish trust, right? So stories are are a very fundamental part of our human nature. And the thing about stories is that the stories that we adopt as ours or that we believe or that we tell ourselves over and over really influence how we experience the world, right? Because they uh, create almost like a boundary or a package around around or within which a reality exists, okay? It helps us see the world in a specific way. And a lot of the stories that we tell ourselves and that we assume are true are given to us. They're not internally generated. They're given to us by our lineage or our ancestors, by religion, by culture, um, to some degree our past lives. And so sometimes we're totally blind to the fact that they're story. We believe that they're real, okay? So they're almost illusory in a way. So the thing about story is to be mindful of what story is what, and then to see it when a story appears to have some space from it. It's just a story, yeah. right? It's just because it's a mental projection, that's all, which is a wonderful way to relate to each other and to help filter the world, but it's just a mental projection. The first thing I'm picking up is your encouragement to kind of become aware of the stories that you are telling. Yeah. And how attached are you to those stories? Yes. And do those stories reflect mm-hmm. some of the challenges mm-hmm. or fears mm-hmm. or emotions mm-hmm. that you need to take a look at? Yeah, and they're not even reflecting them, they're generating them. Because the stories are often a, uh, a reflection of the distortion patterns that are running through you. And they often validate those distortion patterns. So let's just imagine that you oh, have, um, let's just imagine somebody, or just say you, okay? Somebody has an issue with attracting an intimate partner that they feel really resonates with them. And in fact, it's not even to that level. They always attract somebody who's kind of just a jerk, okay? Whether they're male or female, it doesn't really matter. They always just attract somebody who's abusive towards them in some way or um, takes things 
for granted with that person. It's just they're not very nice, yeah. okay, on some level or many levels. And um, so the distortion patterns, I'm just going to back up, okay, just because people get confused about the way, order in which things work. Okay, so what happens is the distortion pattern runs through you, chances are from your lineage. Because it's running through you, who you attract, the reality that you attract to you is going to be a person who is abusive or not too nice to you in all those different ways. Here's the interesting thing. Even if they're not like fundamentally that way, they're like a lovely person, okay, just in a vacuum without you interacting with them. Because you are running those frequency distortion patterns, they have to comply with that because they're in your field. So they'll start to become abusive to you, mean, whatever, even though in the past, they have been perfectly lovely with every other person that they're with. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So they will conform to that. So either you will attract somebody who conforms to that pattern already and is abusive already, or they will become that way with you. Yep. So now you think, oh, well, I have, now you create the story. Like everybody I end up with, it doesn't matter how hard I try, it's just kind of a jerk. That's the story that you tell. Does that make sense? So the story now reinforces the distortion pattern as real. And I become trapped mm -hmm. within my own story. Exactly. Because I don't think there's a way out. Because exactly. I've been telling this story for five or six, seven years. Or maybe even longer. And the funny thing is, or not, it's not that the distortion pattern isn't real, because the distortion pattern is real. It's that your reality must be this way, to be more clear. I just realized that I, I said something that was a little bit imprecise. So it's, the distortion pattern is very real. It's what's causing the reality. Yeah. And the story is what's um, causing you to believe that the reality must be that way. Does that make sense? It's like self-reinforcing, right? So, and as you say, it can last years. Yeah. Like your entire life, for example. And yeah. From your father, your grandfather, mm -hmm. and you know. Yeah. And so uh, what I was thinking about is a lot of people their stories become their lives. Yes, and we become very attached to our stories yeah. and very vested in protecting them and proving that they're true. It's interesting. People have a hard time letting go of their stories. You know, and I'm thinking of people that might have a certain kind of illness uh -huh. or a situation or mm -hmm. whether it's their knees or their hips or their shoulders. Mm -hmm. And every time you run into them, it's back to the story. Mm -hmm. And it's the same one often. And it's the same story. Yeah. And you can just see, like, you just want to take and shake them and say, okay, let's take a look at this. Mm -hmm. And let's see if we can break some patterns or distortions mm -hmm. to release you from this story mm -hmm. that, you know, you're trapped in. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. And it's interesting because once we start to do this work, we start to free ourselves from the burden of the stories that aren't ours. Yeah. We start to recognize, wait a minute. Do I really believe this? Yeah. Do I have to believe this? Is this true? I mean, I know it seems like I have to struggle really, really, really hard or work very, very, very hard. And then I still won't get that much abundance. I might get some, but not too much. And then I have to work hard some more and I'm never going to achieve abundance. It's always going to be outside of me. That is a story that some people tell themselves. It's also a reflection of the distortion pattern as well, yeah. right? So it can be that once we get in, once we do the frequency work and release the distortion patterns around the struggle, the suffering, the having to work hard, the non-worthiness, all the stuff that can cause that stuff, it's interesting because the story starts to crumble. 
because there's no distortion pattern on which to sit. The distortion pattern is almost like the foundation on which story, like the story sits. Does that make sense? So once you take away the foundation, you kind of see the story for what it is, and you're like, I don't really want this story anymore. It sucks. It's a bad story. Let's change the story. You know, and then on the other hand, mm. I might be a little fearful mm -hmm. to let go of my story mm -hmm. because I'm not sure who I am mm -hmm. without my story. Exactly. So story, when story becomes identity, like this is me, I am just this way, yep. it becomes very uh, interesting because people don't want to let the distortion pattern go. And that's what I mean by confirming the deletion of the pattern. They don't want to. They want to like hang on to that pattern because it gives them certainty and a sense of continuity in who they were. So for example, my father, who I was very close to my whole life, and I, res I respect and, and respected and still do admire him, he had this story around his back pain. Now, he was in tremendous pain almost his entire life. So I'm not belittling the pain. But what was interesting to me is that story of that back pain became his identity. So there were at least three incidents with healers, okay, where the pain went away. Like literally, gone, right? Just out of there, gone. I'm sorry, it's two, two times where it happened. And he didn't know what to do with himself, actually. Kind of scary. It scared him because yeah. he was just like, he kept waiting for it to come back and he really wasn't sure how to be without the pain, which is fair because I mean, he had lived with it his whole life and I get it, right? I'm not trying to judge him for it, but he couldn't do without it. So literally, literally within 10 to, any, between, anywhere between 10 to 21 days, the pain came back because he did something to himself. He like twisted his back or he did something where he wasn't paying attention and did something and the pain came back because of a little of a trauma. Does that make sense? Because yeah. he was he like was mindless in that moment, meaning he wasn't present. So that to me is interesting. Okay, so that he had to almost recreate that for himself because that story with regards to his pain was his identity now. That is very difficult to so there shake. Was, there was almost a comfort level Absolutely. the fact that, oh, that's I, who I am. I've got my identity back. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because, you know, I've told the whole world about this pain. Yeah. And that's kind of the relationship I have with a lot of people. Yeah. And it's, it's not just the relationship with a lot of people, with myself and my growth path. Because a lot of his, a lot of his spiritual exploration was in a way to relieve his physical symptomaticness. So that was the thing that propelled him into spiritual growth. So without that story, I think he freaked out a little bit. Like, well, well, well now I have ease and I don't have to, whoa, whoa. it changes my relationship to everything. So it scared him, you see. So um, again, there's not a judgment around it. It's just to, to illustrate the depth of the stories that we carry and what we choose to hang on to and how terrifying it can be when that story shifts so dramatically. He went from pain to no pain. That's a very specific and very intense shift into the polar opposite experience. And he, I don't think he could really handle it at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. In, a, in another segment, we talked about imagination. Yeah. So the question is, could I look at my story mm -hmm. and imagine a different story? Yes. A different situation. Yeah. A different outcome. Yeah. A different, you know, and yeah. so... Would I give myself permission, mm -hmm. or is the pattern of that story so strong that I can't? I just can't do it. I'd like to, but ooh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and what I would say is, I'm just going to point out two things to what you just said. The first is that the difference between imagination and creation manifestation. Imagination is the beginning of creation manifestation. You must first start to imagine something different for the creation manifestation process to begin. So. Imagination by itself is not enough to create manifest. It is for some people, but that's because they're at a high enough resonating order that, that, that the lag time between what they imagine or create manifest is very short, okay? But it is the doorway to creation manifestation happening. And um, so you need to be of a certain vibrational level and then have enough distortion patterns removed for creation manifestation to set in, right? So people are, start to be afraid of imagining, like, oh my God, what if I create that? There are actually a couple of requirements to get there, so don't worry about creating something. Because, you know, people are freaked out, like, what if I imagine something bad happening and then bad things happen? I'm like, well, in order for that to happen, you'd have to, there's a little extra involved in that, okay? So I just wanted to say, because people are afraid to imagine because they think, yep. oh, I'm going to imagine something bad and something bad's going to happen, exactly. right? Because they're told that, right? So I just want to point that out. Stories are powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, as you say, what you choose to believe um, is an interesting thing. And also that you have the choice as you ascend in vibration to be storyless. So what happens is you literally release more and more of your stories. So, and what's interesting is that um, it's harder to it's not that you don't relate to it, but you see the story for what it is. So, for example, um, it's harder for me to watch movies now because the I, first of all, can see the distortion patterns of the actor, which is really disconcerting. <laughs> so I'm like, they're playing a character, and I'm like, well, it's because you know what I mean. Like the character has a, a story, but the actor has their own story and their own distortion patterns. So it's hard for me because I'm watching the patterns, and it seems incongruent to me. The other thing is that um, as but it's harder for me to watch movies because the, I can, the essence of the story changes. Does that make sense? So it's like I don't, I can see the story for what it is. I know exactly where it's going to go because of the, the foibles of the human nature, you know, like how it's all going to fit together. So I'm like, oh, I already know that it's probably going to go here, 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 and here. Does that make sense? So because that's the way humans are in terms of how we piece stories together and where the natural resolutions are and where the natural tension is. Does that make sense? You're not fun to watch movies. No, though. I'm not. No, <laughs> yeah. And um, Chris it bums him out because he loves movies. Like Chris loves movies, and so that's he loves to sit back. He and loves watch, and he watch loves. It unfold he, and... he thinks it's amazing, especially if there's lots of like what I call pretty colors. You know, he likes things exploding <laughs> and car chases and all and, that good stuff. And you're about five miles down the road. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even in the room. But um, to his chagrin. But um, in any case, and I used to read a lot, like a very, I've, grow, grow, I've, I've been reading ever since I was a small child. I loved to read because I loved to experience other people's worlds. It was really fascinating for me. And as I have cleared more and more, I find myself reading less and less. And, but when something really resonates with me, I'm like, yes, I need this information. I can like take in that information from a book in a very short period of time. Just like, right? So it just changes the nature of stories change, your ability to see through them changes, your desire to be in them so much with someone else changes, and you eventually become, like I said, almost, it's gonna sound terrible, but like story-less, like blank in a way, neutral, because now you can, interestingly, as I mentioned to you, you don't wanna be in people's stories as much, because you're like, this is just their story, and 
you also can be with more people's stories because you're neutral to them. Does that make sense? It's both happening at the same time, yeah. right? It's not like you're trying to avoid the story. You can be yeah. with it, yeah. but you just see that it's a story and you don't really want to inhabit that story with them. You Does don't that make get, sense? You don't get sucked into it. You don't it. get sucked in. You don't have to be a character in yep. their, their drama. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. So it just changes. The nature of story changes. But you know, always hearing good stories, it's still fun because yeah. it's part of that human yeah. experience. Well, I think your enjoyment actually goes up as mm -hmm. you practice this work mm -hmm. because you're not attached to yeah. the story. Yeah. And so you can just enjoy the story without being, you mm -hmm. know, traumatized mm -hmm. or whatever that might be. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And stories. Yeah, stories. And my favorite stories are the ones that people tell, as opposed to meaning like face to face, as opposed to um, you know, there's different mediums for telling stories. Oh, yeah. But I really love the live story. I think that's really fun. Yeah. 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 Stories. Well, thank you very much, Karen. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the group Frequency Calibration for So What's the Story? First, becoming aware of your body. Noticing first the quality of your breath today. Is it tighter than usual? Fuller than usual? Do you not any have any awareness of it? Or are you very aware of your inhaling and exhaling? The cadence and rhythm of your breath. Just notice if you've noticed it today, and if you haven't, take this opportunity to deepen your breath, not by force, but by allowing it to become more full, whatever that means to you. And now, Becoming aware of your spine. Are you holding your spine rigid? Is it at ease? Is it in its normal position? Just noticing your spine. And now noticing your surroundings. 
becoming aware of the temperature of the air. And now becoming aware of all the smells around you. The smell of your soap or your shampoo. The laundry detergent of your clothes or in your clothes. And the other smells now. in the air. Good. And now bringing your attention please to your heart space in the center of your chest in your nipple line. I don't mean your physical heart, I mean your energetic heart space. And as you become aware of your energetic heart space and the ribs above your energetic heart space, we're going to take a single deep breath together, inhaling a nice big inhale. And at the very top of your inhale, holding your breath for a count of four. And whenever you are ready on your own time, you're going to exhale and hold your breath out for a count of five. And for those of you who have a shorter breath or a faster count or both, keeping your awareness in your heart space and the ribs above your heart space, breathing normally as we wait for the mastermind to coalesce. And as we wait for the mastermind to coalesce, for those of you who are new, Please note that I am working on you at the group and the subgroup level, and that I'll be making noises on my end. So you'll likely hear me exhale sharply, or yawn, even though I'm not tired, or sometimes hum. And that's just how I remove the distortion patterns at this time. I'm also working more and more in silence. So if you don't hear me, that doesn't mean I've gone away. It just means that I'm working in silence in very high frequency planes. Good. And now that the mastermind has coalesced, keeping your attention still in that heart space and the ribs above it. We're going to go ahead and ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question again, for those of you who are new is how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source. And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. 
And as you become aware of this space, noticing or imagining a brilliance at its very center that starts to intensify because you have your attention on it. Now, a brilliance does not necessarily mean a visual light. It could be a feeling of warmth or tingliness or even a shimmeriness in the blackness. However brilliance shows up for you is wonderful. And so as this brilliance intensifies, because you have your attention on it, it starts to expand outwards through all of your cells, through your organs, expanding outwards through your bone structure, expanding out through the flesh, and out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Becoming very aware of the brilliance within the sphere. And the, in the brilliance intensifies so much that the sphere begins to shake or oscillate from side to side. And now bringing your attention awareness focus to the space around the sphere. And as you keep your attention awareness focus on this space, I'm working on you at source level to increase your frequency vibration. A, so that this session is the most efficient and effective possible. And B, because you can't come here on your own yet. It helps you know where you are going. Good. Bringing your attention back.
back to that heart space. The first distortion pattern that we are going to remove is our attachment to story. Now, because we're human, we love story. There's nothing wrong with enjoying or taking pleasure in story. What we're removing is our attachment to them and therefore creating like a fixedness as a result of them. A staticness because we don't want the story to change. So we're releasing our attachment to the story and the staticness that a story can become when it starts to become really entrenched. Okay, so we're releasing this, keeping your attention in your heart space, breathing normally. And just because we like story, story does not necessarily serve us. Sometimes the stories we tell ourselves, although comforting or known, are not helpful, nor do they serve us. Whether they be about ourselves, or about other, or about what is possible. Releasing this attachment. And now in that same space of your upper, of your heart and your upper ribs. Now we're going to include the upper ribs. We're going to give you more space between yourself and your stories because the stories become so much a part of us that we don't recognize them as what they are. We just think they're us. So creating distance or space between you and the stories that you tell. That way you can see them more clearly and choose what you would like to do with them. Assess whether they are still serving you.
E up. And now bringing your attention, please, to your collarbones and about three finger widths beneath your collarbones. Okay, so if you put your three middle fingers against the base of your collarbones, right in this space. Mm -hmm. Good. So now what we're going to do is release the stories that are yours that are from outside sources. And for some of you, this will be a release. For others of you, this will be an agitation of the stories so you can see them. Some of you, there's different levels in this group. Some of you are much more advanced, so you're more aware of your stories and therefore are able to release them. Some of you are not even aware of the stories that you tell yourself. You just assume that they're you. So by agitating the stories, you can see them better and start to be like, holy moly, I didn't even realize that was a story that I told myself or that someone told me when I was really young and now I think it's mine. So we are, depending on which subgroup you're in, some of you it's a bit of both, helping you to release and or have clearer perception of the stories that run through you and form your basic beliefs, assumptions, conclusions, your identity of who you think you are, and therefore the possibilities that are open or closed to you. Good. Yeah. Bringing your attention now, please, to your xiphoid process. About three inches directly beneath it, we're going to clear out, reset, and integrate your pain body.
Good. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.